Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello and welcome. This is Sandy, and I am the founder and the chief love officer at Last First Date. I love helping men and women in midlife achieve healthy, off-the-charts love because it is possible. It's never too late. I actually just posted some great videos on my Facebook page um, to show people who found love in their 50s and their 60s. So there is a way, guys. Please don't lose hope. And um, you can find my Facebook page, actually. Um, Go to facebook.com forward slash lastfirstdate, and you can stay in touch with all the radio shows and Lots of great articles that I write for many different publications and lots of information that I would love to engage with you there. So we have a fantastic show coming up today. I am going to be speaking with my friend and relationship coach, Richard Fu, about how to get yourself ready for a relationship. As a dating coach, I specialize in helping women mostly um, date as the high-value women that they are in every other part of their lives. When a woman or a man knows their true worth, they attract their most aligned partner. And most women who come to me for support are amazing mothers. They are fantastic in the workplace, but they struggle with relationships. And often they're doing some things that sabotage their dating success. And one of the things that I've noticed over and over again, and this is very common at this age, is that the same women who really benefited from the women's lib movement and are out there really succeeding at work are bringing that same energy to their dating life. And if you're one of them or have noticed that you're struggling to find success, whether you're a man or a woman, I would like to help. And that's why I created a free guide that takes you through the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and It gives you actionable ways to turn them around so you can find lasting love. I'd love to give it to you. It's my gift. It's free. If you want a copy, go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up on the homepage because I'd love for you to go on your last first date. And now for our guest, Richard Fu. He is a... Uh, a, a relationship coach, and he hails from Australia. He's the founder of Romantic Missions, and his organization is on a mission, a mission to help more people have true love so they can pass it on to their children. He wants children to grow up feeling loved, and such a fantastic, fantastic mission, and so I am very excited to bring Richard Fu to the show. Richard, Welcome. Hi, Sandy, and hello, listeners. Thank you so much for the introduction, Sandy. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you, and thanks for calling in all the way from Sydney, Australia. And um, Richard and I go a little bit back. Um, Richard actually was kind enough to be part of my MAM panel um, when I did a course on communication for women, and that was wonderful, just connecting with you there. And you and I did a blab together For anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's like a video conference um, that goes out through Twitter, I think, right? Yes, yes. 
And so we talked about first date success, I think, which is actually the topic of my inner circle next this this week, tomorrow night, um, how to succeed at first dates. So I'm so happy that now we're connecting here, and um, let's talk about being relationship ready. So how does somebody become relationship ready? Yeah, great question, Sandy. And it, it really does come down to mainly two things, you know, it, it, to be relationship ready. And you know, a lot of us, and what I'm talking about when I'm talking about uh, relationship ready, it's like, now, you, when you talk to your friends or when you talk to people, then you ask them, you know, so what do you want in a relationship? Everyone all kind of gets an idea that they want to be in a relationship. But sometimes people aren't preparing themselves to be ready for a relationship. And there's a real key difference here because there's, there's, a, there's people who think that it's nice to be in a relationship. Yeah, It's nice to have someone there. It's nice to have that other person to come home to. But then... The real question is, are they preparing themselves and are they really ready to have that person in their life, to have that other you know, person come into their life and add to their life and to, to have that space for them? And it's, it's a really big distinction here. And that's the thing. A lot of people say it's a nice to have, but the, the real question they should be asking is, you know, am I ready for a relationship? And I think mm-hmm. that's a real big question to really understand because it really takes two key parts. Yeah, that you have to have in order to become relationship ready. And those two key parts are really you need to know what it takes to actually be in a relationship and actually keep the relationship going. And then you also have to have the clarity, right? You have to have a clear vision of what it is that the relationship will be. And those are the real big two key parts that you know people must have. They need to have the strategy of how to keep, how to find a relationship to A in it and maintain it and grow it. And then they need to have that clear vision of what that relationship would look like. Great. So you're distinguishing between wanting a relationship and being actually ready. So if people are mm. really learning the skills, so I'm assuming that you teach people the skills to, or the strategies to um, to have a relationship and keep it going, and um, and helping people to get clarity. So. Um, so clarity about what the relationship looks like and also about what a partner for them might look like. Is that part of the clarity piece? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the clarity is very much like, you know, it's easy for us if, to say, you know, if I asked you, Sandy, you know, what what's a perfect relationship look like? You know, some people would say, you know, I just want to be with someone who's loving, who's caring, who's who's honest, you know, you can have those basic levels of clarity, but even then, I mean, I can I can give you someone who's loving, who's trusting, who's caring, but then, you know, how far, how deeply do you go? Do you go deeper than that to say, you know, okay, I can give you someone who's like that, but then what happens if they're not open-minded, you know? What if mm-hmm. they're not, you know, if they're not having the same values aligned to you? What if their values are more like, then yes, they're open, they're, on, they're, they're caring and, they might be honest, but then what happens if they're the type of guy who thinks that you know, he can be a trophy, trophy husband, right? It's all about getting to the deeper values and really identifying what really does matter to you. Yes, honesty matters. Yes, being loved does matter. But then what are the other values that, are very, that would separate this guy from another guy right? or this girl from another girl when you meet them? You know, getting really, really clear on what that is and not only just the, the, the traits that person has, but what does that person make you feel? 
right, which is a huge part, mm-hmm. which is absolutely critical because if you don't know what it feels like to be in that relationship, then how will you know this is the right relationship for you? You know, how do you know that this is going to be the, the relationship that you want? You know, you really have to tap into, and this is probably the more critical thing is the feeling that that relationship would give you. Would it make you feel stronger? Would it make you feel, you know, more uplifted? Would it make you feel, you know, energized to go out and go do more? Because, and mm-hmm. what I want to do here is bring in a really good metaphor that I usually share with my clients is I believe, you know, when you, when you find the love of your life, when you're trying to figure out who they, who they are, uh, it's really good to have a picture of what the relationship is. And I, I call a relationship, it's like a nest, yeah? So, you know, when two birds find each other, they, they you know, they dance around, they court each other. And then when, when they decide to commit to each other, then they decide to start building a nest, yeah? And then, you know, they, they mm-hmm. build a nest together. And then that nest is to serve as, I guess, a, a foundation for their relationship. So then, you know, once they've finished building the nest, they, they both actually don't always just stay in the nest. They fly out into the world, don't they? Yeah? The mm-hmm. birds fly out into the world, and then they go explore. They go grow themselves. They, they experience new things by themselves. Then they actually fly back to the nest to, to reconnect again, and they both share the experiences of the world and all the new things they learned. And they learn through through each other's experiences, and then eventually they keep doing that, and then the, the nest actually becomes a bigger and more solid foundation. So much so that it turns from a nest, a bird nest, into a bird house. That's how strong the relationship becomes, because either birds are always flying out into the world, experiencing you know new things like you know health experiences or work or business, you know, and then they bring that back into the relationship and help each other grow. Because so that's really what I believe a relationship is. Hmm. I like that metaphor. So it's like a slow building of shared experiences. And what I love about this is that you really talk about how important it is for people to have their own life and then come together and have something together. And I think a lot of people miss that part. Like the healthiest relationships are the ones that have these elements that you just discussed. Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, Without that growth, without that willingness to grow, then you know you're you're at risk. You know, I mean, a lot. Of, and this is so interesting that you bring it up because one of my other uh, clients, she emailed me before saying, you know, Richard, how do I get my partner or you know the person that I, I want to be with to be more proactive, to be more you know driven, to be more you know um, focused rather than for going the flow and just seeing how things go. And a lot of that really comes down to, you know, we can sit there and we can complain that our partner doesn't do this or doesn't do that or, or we can try and nag them into doing what we want them to do and try and change them or you can go ahead and you can go be the example. You know, be the example for them. Then they wake up maybe one day and they realize, wow, how come you've gotten to where you are, honey? And then that's where you say, hey, that's a good question. You know, this is what I did, honey. Are you ready to do it? And I'll, I'm here to support you with that. Mm. Yeah, I think that people don't realize that they can actually inspire. Well, it has to be the right person, but you can inspire somebody to mm. want to be more by being the example. So that's really beautifully stated. Because um, a lot of people complain, and and people don't always show up with all the characteristics. But I think if you look at yourself and think, well, I was capable of growth. You know, what if somebody judged me based on who I was before, which is very common, and... 
And even when people ask questions like, tell me about your past relationships, that's not who you are today. You know, those are the relationships <laughs> that help you to learn the lessons you needed, hopefully, to become who you are today so that you are not going to repeat what happened in the past. It's kind of irrelevant, right? Mm. 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 <laughs> so beautiful. I mean, I love the way you say it is that, you know, it's so interesting that this question comes up when we go dating. It's like, you know, tell me about your past relationships. And it's like, well, why does that really matter so much? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we are where we are today, you know. It's And this is what is so important is that, you know, having the strategy to know that, you know, yes, you know, I can hang on to my baggage. Yes, I can be defined by my baggage, by my past. And that, you know, this will, you know, then have people judging me. But at the same time, I mean, if we choose to hang on to that baggage, we just choose to decide that it's important to hang on to that baggage. This is what happens. It's kind of like um, deciding to leave the clutter in the house, if that makes sense. You know, what I mean, imagine if your 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 whole life, right, your whole love life was like a house, and if you just go into the living room and you know, there's absolutely no space yet, there's just clutter everywhere. You know, the couch is a mess and. You know, everything's just stacked on top of each other. That's what baggage does to your life. Yeah, that's what baggage does. Mm-hmm. It, it takes up room that it doesn't, you know, you don't need that, that that baggage there because it's taking up room. And what it really is doing is taking up room and making it so that you don't have room for greatness. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what happens. When you have baggage, it's, it's taking up the space away from greatness in your life. And um, when I'm talking about greatness, I'm not just talking about a relationship here. No, that's not the only form of greatness that can come into your life. We can talk about, you know, great health. We talk about great businesses, great great careers, great finances, you know, or and even great relationships with our family, our friends, you know. But imagine if you held on to that baggage and then you're going out dating with that baggage. It's kind of like you, you, you invite that person into your house and then they look around and say, there's no space for me here, so I'm not going to stay long. And then you end up in a short-term relationship or just only a few dates. And then, you know, you're, you're back at it again, trying to find someone who, who will want to actually stay in your house. Well, that's such a – I'm so glad you brought this up because I find, especially as people get older, they have full lives. And um, I remember Arielle Ford, who was once on my show, she writes about having like a feng shui for your house when you want to attract in the person that you want to meet and clearing the space. So mm-hmm. a lot of people do not set up their house in a way that makes room for somebody else. So that's that's a really important thing. It's a mindset. It's having closet space, having that extra night table so that, that you know, your room isn't all single oriented. And a person, so it can be from from your house to how you convey how busy you are, which is something that happens mm-hmm. a lot. I'm so busy, I don't have time for, you know, I, well, maybe I'll time slot you in somewhere. <laughs> but the other thing that you brought up with the couch and the clutter really just brought something else to mind, which is that when you have a lot of clutter, you're really concealing your own beauty. You're concealing, like, maybe you have this gorgeous couch, but you can't see it. You know, you have you have all this stuff, but it, it makes it hard to see what's underneath. So, you know, making room for the greatness, but also taking away all those layers that are covering up the real beauty of who you are. And and that's part of the problem with dating. I think that people don't bring that authentic beauty soon enough because of their own issues, because of confidence issues, because of lots of different things. So um, I want to 
talk a little bit about confidence. But I also, before I get to that, I want to talk to you about your partner because I know you are with somebody very special right now. And um, so how did you manifest this relationship? Can you talk about some of the things you did to be relationship ready for, for this woman in your life? Oh, great question. And yes, I mean, she she is an amazing woman. Her name's Rachel. And I guess, how did I manifest her? And I would say that, you know, I could, say, I could tell you this, you know, um, to, to you and Sandy and viewers is that, you know, I could say that you know, I did a, you know, what, I think it's, it's Ariel Ford's uh, soulmate manifestation uh, technique, right? Which is what I call mm-hmm. like the secret soulmate attraction as well. And this is something that uh, the viewers can get into, in the kit that I'm going to provide as well to them, is that it's all about building that clarity, yeah? I mean, and that's what was so beautiful about this manifestation uh, process is that I spent a, a month building that clarity, getting really clear, and this is what it would feel like if I had the love of my life. This is the type of person I would, I would I'd, I'd want to have. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't have the clear picture of what she would look like, yeah? I didn't know what mm-hmm. she would look like, but what, what I wanted was the feeling that she could bring to me and in my relationship and in our relationship. And, you know, I could say that I spent that one month and then bang, she came, yeah? And that's how we, I met her mm. at speed dating and even before the speed dating event started, it's actually the uh, interaction just before it, and that's when I knew it was her that I wanted to go out with. But, mm. you know, to say it was just all that, is, it would be a lie because, it, you know, there's all this other work that has to come before that. And when I say work, it's not like, you know, I actually went out and studied really hard and, and did all these other things. It's actually putting in the effort to just build, be, be, I guess, what, I, what, we, what we, we've been talking about, relationship ready, really be clear on, you know, what are my mistakes from the last relationship that I need to do better on? What are the other things that I need to apply to on myself? And like you were saying is, what are the, what is the beautiful things in my life and in myself, you know, uncovering myself so that the couch can shine? You know? And not only that, it's to... You know, and this is what I've realized is that, you know, I had to add things into my life as well to make it more beautiful, make it more amazing, make myself, you know, better. And actually what I call, you know, bringing up my value, you know, because if I wanted someone at a high, uh, high value, because you know, if I ask the question to yourself and the viewers, you know, I mean, if, if you, you, you think about who you want and the type of person you want and the type of traits and things that they have, uh, they're usually of higher that you you probably say they're pretty high value yeah the other person that you're looking for mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so that person is a high value so let's jump out of our skin for a second jump into their mind their their eyes their their soul and let's have a look from their perspective of okay I'm that type of person and then if I look at you right are you equal equal value to me at least you know or or are we probably lower value. You know, or we're probably just a little bit below, you know, on top of on the value chain to them. And most of the times we probably think we are because we're striving for someone who's who's really like up there. You know, we want the best. You know, we don't want to settle for something. Yeah, because if we settle for something, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to be really that happy. Right? We're not going to be that excited to be with that person. So that's why we usually target someone who's just a little bit above. And sometimes even a little bit above seems like a lot. And then the whole idea is to then actually build up our value, to build up our lives, to build up ourselves so that we can be at the same level as the person that we want to be with. 
Because if we're not at that same mm-hmm. level, then they're not even going to look at us. They're not even going to consider us. And that's what I had to do. And I spent five years doing that, you know, um, subconsciously just building myself up, getting myself to that valuable state where I could actually attract her and actually have her actually see me and then be like, hey, I really want to go out with Richard as well. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's the whole journey. And that's, that's why I'm talking about in terms of getting relationship ready is that you really need to know how to, the strategy to, one, build up your value. Yeah, build up your value, drop the baggage, and then actually just go out there and then get the second part is to get really clear on what it is that you want and what you need in a relationship. Mm. I love I love your journey and that you yeah. manifested her so quickly. But the thing is that a lot of people do manifest their ideal partner and don't even know it. You know, they they can date that partner and be in a relationship and they're not ready or they're not able to recognize it. So it's it's important mm-hmm. to know that feeling because then you do recognize it, you know it right away. And that sounds like that's exactly what you did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then that ties back well with your last question about the confidence. I mean, you, know, mm-hmm. if yeah. you need to build up yourself and build up your values so that you can become confident. And, um, you know, there's, there's always a fine line with confidence. You can always be you know, confident, and then you can be overconfident, yeah, which is what, you know, for guys, we call that probably cocky, you know, and for, you know, women, we might call that, you know, they might be a bit cold, you know, if they're, they're mm-hmm. too confident. And and what, what I call it is, it's all about building this, what I call the attractive confidence within yourself. You know, you need to be, you need to feel attractive, you know, you, you have to feel like, you know, you are the best. You know, and that's not to say that, you know, you're going to be arrogant or you're going to be big-headed. It's just that, you know, I mean, I remember sometimes my girlfriend would ask me, you know, she's actually my fiancé now, Sandy. I, I just proposed to her. So oh, you did? That's, that's something. Congratulations. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so we're going to the next step. And, and yeah, woo-hoo. she would say things like, you know, <laughs> yes, woohoo, indeed. <laughs> so she'd say to me something like, you know, do you, do you get insecure about, you know, because because, you know, my girlfriend, I mean, my fiancé would say, I'd say she's a lot more good-looking than me, yeah? And she'd say, would you, are you insecure about that because other guys might be, you know, wanting to be with me? And I said, you know what, honey, I'm not, I'm not that insecure. And you know why? Because I know I'm, I'm the, 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 the bloody best, you know? I'm the best guy mm-hmm. you can ever have. So if you don't believe that and you feel that you want to go with other guys, then you go do that, you know? And then, you know, the real thing is is that you know you're not missing out i mean you're the one that's going to be missing out if you do you know because i know how good i am and i know my value my worth so if you you want to go go out with other people then you go do that and then you go find out that hey you know richard's actually the best and i don't want to be with anyone anyone else right but see what you just said is so crucial which is the the confidence to not be jealous and to be able to walk away from somebody who's going to be the wrong person also, who's going to say, well, I'm going to t- test you and I'm going to, you know, but you're, you know your bottom line and you know your boundaries, which is part of confidence mm. building. Mm. Yeah, and so beautiful that you brought up the boundaries because one of my other clients, we were talking about setting up boundaries. It's like, how do I set up the boundaries, Richard? And, you know, uh, if I could give your, your listeners here a, a little awesome bonus is there's, there's actually three parts to setting up your boundaries and knowing, and this ties in with your value is, you know, first off, you need to really understand what are you going to accept? Yeah, what, do you, what will you accept in this relationship? And this could be any relationship. And then the second thing is you need to, you need to get really clear on what will you not accept? 
you know, what are you not going to stand for? What are you not going to be pushed on? Or what 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 matters so much to you that you know you have to uphold these uh, values or beliefs? And then the very third mm-hmm. one and the very important one is to really identify what will you tolerate? What will you, you know, it might not be nice that you want to accept it, but you, you can, you know, tolerate it and be like, look, it's not a big deal to me that if she does this or if she's like this. And that's how you actually mm-hmm. set your boundaries and get rid- And then when you set those things up, then you know what, you know, you know clearly that, you know, this is whether I'm going to stand up or whether I'm not going to stand up because it's not a big deal to me, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's pretty clear. So so all these sound great, like know, know what you'll accept, know what you won't accept, and know what you will just tolerate and let go of, um, stuff that might bother you but you're going to be okay with. Is that the clarification of the third one? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, sometimes she'll say, you know, she'll, she'll want to, like, maybe go out with her ex-boyfriend just to talk or something like that, yeah? And, you know... I mean, I could say I'm not going to accept that because, you know, why do that? But then at the same time, to me, it's like, uh, look, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, like, she tells me that, and that's more that's actually what's more important to me than her actually going to see him because we want that open, honest communication. And so for me, it's not a big deal, and it's not about being, you know, like you say, not being jealous because of that. And so, yeah, it's really just getting clear on, you know, what, 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 uh, things that you dislike but you can accept. Mhm. Yeah. So when you when you have children one day, if that's in part of your plan, this is very similar to parenting. Um, you really have to have those clear boundaries with your kids too, because then they know exactly what the behavior is that that's expected of them, and you're not constantly yelling at them. You are just clear. Here's what we're going to do. This is the consequence. You know. So just a sideline, but. Um, for the, in the last like few minutes, I would love to have some concrete examples of how people can bring up their value to attract the ideal partner. Can you give some some examples of that? Uh, yes, definitely. I mean, that some some ways you can actually build up your value, and probably the easiest way to really understand it is kind of like you know, if I could bring up an example of a cup. Yeah, we all have this cup that we walk around. It's how much love we can have. It's a cup of love. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of us walking around with this cup and, and this, this cup of love is also a way to determine the value of ourselves is how full is this cup, yeah? A lot of us will walk around with, and I'll be honest here, with an empty cup because, you know, we've, we haven't been conditioned, we haven't been trained up, we haven't learned how to actually fill up our cup. And this is the thing, we walk around with this empty cup and we go, you know, fill me with love, tell me I'm good enough, tell me I, 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 I'm the best, tell me you love me, Yeah. The whole idea is you need to learn how to fill up your cup with this love, with this happiness, and with this joy. And I and this is what I figured for myself is that, you know, I just pour all this actually happiness, joy, and love into myself because no one else is going to pour it into you, you know. And mm-hmm. the worst thing is is when you walk around with this empty cup expecting other people to pour into it, you're, you know, that you're just giving an excuse and you're just giving a potential for someone external to take away your happiness, to take away your love, to take away your joy. And so then, you know, the whole journey to actually up your value is first to really understand, you know, how do you actually pour love, happiness, and joy into your life first, right? So that's how you actually bring more value to your, yourself. If you learn how to actually pour into your own cup with the things that matter to you most, you know, identify what makes you really happy, you know, to identify what makes you feel really loved, 
you know, identify what really makes you feel that much joy in your life and go do it. You know, so it could be, I mean, for me, I remember when I was on this path is that I recognized that, hey, I actually loved exercise and, and sport and I didn't, I know I wasn't doing any sport and I wasn't playing any sport. So I, I went out and actually go, went to go do it. And then I figured, hey, that, that actually makes me feel alive, you know, and it's, I'll give you an example of one of my clients, right? His name was Paul. When he came to me, he was heartbroken. He, he, he was shattered. He didn't know what to do with his life. And then on top of that, when we started coaching, he's, he, he had friends of 10 years who said, you know, we don't want to be with you anymore because you're so negative. Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. imagine if you're heartbroken and your best, your best friends are like 10 years said, I don't want to be your friend anymore. It's probably like a really dire situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so when he's, we were working with me, I mean, we talked it through and I said, Paul, this is the opportunity. This is absolutely the, the silver lining here that you have to rebuild your life the way you want it. So let's go out. Let's go fill up your cup. Go find out, you know, identify what makes you happy, man. Go find out really what makes you happy and go do it. And, you know, for him, how he upped his value was he identified that he loved soccer. He actually then made more time to go play soccer, you know, whether it be in competitions or in training, you know. Uh, that was the first thing he did. Then the second thing he did was he recognized how much um, joy he got from giving to the community. And so he, he loves his church, and so he actually went in and, and volunteered to be more involved with the church and help grow his community that way. Now, another way to pour into his cup. And then the third thing he did, and the very last thing he did that helped bring up his value was that he was a teacher at school, but he and he loved teaching kids, and so he took up the voluntary position of you know being the, the debating coach. So he would go out and help kids actually teach them how to actually debate better, and you know doing those three things, he upped his own value so that he actually shifted from being that negative Nancy person who complained about everything to the person who actually mm-hmm. just loves his life, even though the situation might look like he. How can anyone? love their life, you know, he's able to transform himself that way. And that's how you bring up your value. Identify really what makes you really happy. And sometimes we have to go back to the past. Sometimes we have to go back to the childhood to really think about, you know, this is what really made me happy. And then it's to make that list. And then the second list you probably want to make is, you know, what what do I think could make me happy? What are the things that I would like to try out to see if if, if it would make me happy? And then go out and go do them. You know, I mean, you don't you have to go do the, all of them immediately, but it's just, Go out and just research how to do it, you know. So you now it's like, oh, I like to go to, you know, hiking, uh, you know, Machu Picchu. But then, you know, how about we scale that back? Let's go, let's go hiking in our local area first to see if I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's really important because you, you, first of all, you know, I love everything you just said about like filling your own cup and finding what makes you happy because so many people wait for others to do it for them, and there's nothing worse than being a victim of being powerless, mm. like you said. You can create your life. You have so much power over the direction your life takes. And a happy person is so attractive. I, I have gone on so many dates with men who were so unhappy with their lives, and it's so unattractive to me. I just don't want to be with them. It's like you're doing work you hate. You're not pursuing the passions that you have. Why would I want to be around that energy? You know, I'd rather be with my best friends and with my family and with the people I love and even on people I connect with in online networks of business owners who are doing what they're passionate about. That excites me. 
So, mm. yeah, I think everything you said is just so important, and people would do really well to make those lists and not put it off and not have to make it so hard or big or unattainable because, you know, happiness and joy are so attainable. They're so accessible, and it's something you can do every single day. Um, we had an assessment that we used to do for coaching, and we had to fill out, we had our clients fill out a pie of all the different values. It was divided into eight different sections, and one was fun and recreation. And almost everyone put a really low value for that. Like they didn't take enough time to go on a vacation, to have fun. And I would always say, you can have fun every day. You should build this into your life so you're not just having fun two times a year when you're taking a holiday or going on a vacation. You don't have to make it hard, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I yeah. think this is it's an important reminder. Um, so, Richard, uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing Romantic Mission's mission of making people mm-hmm. happier and um, and attract more love into their lives and get relationship ready so they have the best relationships and can pass that down generation to generation and break that legacy of, of relationships that are not working because we have enough of that going on. Um, <laughs> so if you could uh, share with, your, uh, with our audience um, how to reach you, and you said you had something special to offer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. So, firstly, you know, thank you so much, Sandy, for inviting me onto the show. And just to share this, uh, you know, space with all these amazing listeners as well. And so I hope you've had a lot of great value from this. The best place for you to grab, I guess, more information about this and how to actually become more relationship-ready, and this is something I would love to offer the people listening here, is to go and grab what I call the Relationship Readiness Kit. Yeah, you can head over to romanticmissions.com slash kit. And over there, we have a three-part kit which helps you get clear on the strategy, right? really what the, the strategy to actually find the right uh, relationship for you with what I call the fast relationship formula, right? which is a four-part video series. Then I also give you the, the, the same technique that I used actually at Manifest the Love of My Life, as we talked about earlier, in the same month. It's called, and this is my own uh, guided uh, visualization, it's called The Secret Soulmate Attraction. Right, which is a guided audio that helps you get to that feeling, you know, really getting clear on this is what it feels like to be with the love of my life. And then the very last thing you get in this kit is what we call, you know, the soulmate quiz because sometimes when we go out dating, we go, we're going out with someone, we want to know, you know, we want to figure out, is this person right for us? Are we at the right level of the relationship to be able to then, you know, know that this is probably the person that I want to be with? You know, and you can just head on over to romanticmitches.com slash kit to grab the relationship readiness kit absolutely free for you guys. And, yeah. That sounds awesome. Very value-packed. I actually would like to go get one myself because I, I would love to see what <laughs> you have there. And I know my clients could definitely benefit from, from all that you just said. So thank you so much. I wish you a lot of luck with your romantic mission, Richard. And um, we will be in touch. And um, thank you all for listening today. And I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. (laughs) 